Yo, 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 what up, good people? Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About It. Y'all could be anywhere else, but you're here with us tuned in. Hey, so this week, I'm just going to dive in, guys. This week, we have a special guest, my boy Nate. And <laughs> what up, Nate? What up, what up, what up, what up? How you doing? Good, good, good. And y'all always know my co-host, Ed. What's what up, up yo? And this week we have some pretty decent topics. I mean, you know, I'm not going to say we're the best, but we do what we can. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, one of the topics we're going to talk about is the football free agency and the upcoming NFL draft. And we're also going to talk about the NCAA tournament, and we'll have a special surprise in that conversation as well. And we're also going to talk about, I'm sure you guys heard about, the school scandal. And, of course, the fan favorite, Who's Better? Who's Better? It was uh, it was pretty interesting this week, so hopefully you guys really tuned in and liked this. So I'm going to dive in and just start off with the whole football thing. All I'm going to say is, right now, the Cleveland Browns should be everybody's dark horse because now you have Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, Nick Chubb, and uh, I don't know why. Eric, what's his name? I cannot remember the guy who got who came from uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Oh, yeah, and Kareem Hunt. Like, I'm not saying they're going to win the AFC North, but what I am saying is when the new Madden come out, that might be my new team to play with. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, but no, nah, realistically, like took on paper right now on paper, that's a legit ass team. Like they are legit on paper because if you go back and look just last year, yeah, they suck because they offense suck, but they actually had a pretty decent season, but their defense is always pretty good because they never lose by like 30 points like they used to when we were growing up. Like last year and the year before, like they were losing every game they lost by like two points. So now you put this on paper great offense together and bam this is what you get so hopefully the browns do good i don't want to you know see them go to shit with this with all this talent that they have now and moving on to the next guy the next guy i want to talk about is antonio brown people love antonio brown i like antonio brown and normally when i do fantasy football antonio brown eric and nate they know Antonio Brown is always my first pick. I will not be picking this nigga this year because I feel like everybody that goes to the Raider, to the Raiders, it's a career killer. Examples, Randy Moss was with the Raiders. We forgot about him. He sucked ass. Jerry Rice went to the Raiders. We forgot about him. And he's the GOAT. But when they left, they all went to Super Bowls and became back great who we knew they were. So Antonio Brown, I feel like he just went to Oakland to get away from Pittsburgh, but it's a career killer. So I don't think he's going to do good there. And Earl Thomas, moving on to Earl Thomas. This nigga went to the Ravens. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or bad thing because I'm so used to seeing him with the Legion of Boom. But then when they broke up, it's like, man, I don't really care about none of them guys anymore. 
That's just that. And the biggest one of them all is Le'Veon Bell going to the Jets. It's kind of like, did you go to the Jets to prove a point to Pittsburgh? Or is that somewhere you really want to be? And for me, it's like, I think he just did to prove a point to Pittsburgh. But at the end of the day, people say that Pittsburgh lost a lot. But I think what people fail to realize is Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. Because before Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell got there, they had a good receiver and a good running back. And those guys left, so they had to replace them. This is what they replaced them with. And now these guys are gone. James Conner is already there doing his thing. And Juju is there. So it's like they have replacement. Will they be just as good? No. But will they be good? Yes. And, like, for me, overall, the free agency – it's pretty good. I mean, I think it went pretty well for a lot of teams, you know. And I mean, like, but we'll all see come August and September moving forward what all these teams really about. Eric, take it away. Yo, I'm a you pretty much covered Cleveland. We all know they're the winners in free agency. I mean, with with that OBJ pick, it kind of changed the game. Now he gets to link up with Jarvis Landry, you know, old LSU boys. And they about to go ham. They got a quarterback that's that's fearless. So we already know um, Cleveland is, like you said, that dark horse team. Just want to add, and I, I saw this on TV today, um, Baker Mayfield didn't start last year. And they almost made the playoffs. And when I say almost, yeah, I know they were like a game or two away. But just think about that. So they have potential to make the playoffs and make some noise because they do have weapons all over the field. Uh, my main question was, what was the Giants thinking? You know, um, everybody has a rebuilding year. I get it. But you don't just let a superstar like that just go away, you know, um, especially somebody like Odell, who wasn't, in my opinion, as toxic um, to the organization as people, you know, try to paint him to be. But it is what it is. For the other three, A.B., Earl, and Le'Veon, you was talking about, like, why did they leave? It's one of those things. It don't matter if you're playing two-on-two basketball, spades. If you're not gelling with your team and you're not gelling with your partner, then it just ain't going to work. So, like, I understand why they left. If you got an issue with the quarterback, do you really want the quarterback throwing you the right. ball? You know, if it's crunch time, in A.B.'s case, and he's going to Juju instead of you, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like your services aren't welcome anymore. So I'm not mad at A.B. I don't think him, Le'Veon, or even Earl, they was all in bad situations. I don't think they care as much about their career as you were kind of leading on to. Um, I think they just want to have fun playing the game that they play. In Le'Veon's case, he wanted to get paid. You know, in A.B.'s case, he just needs to get away from Ben and the organization. So, you know, um, I don't blame him. I don't knock him. I say, hey, when it stop fun, when it stop being fun, that's when you guys start right. playing. So, hey, I say, hey, do your thing, homie. Yeah. Nate, how you feel? Well, let's see. <clears throat> I think um, A.B. going to the Raiders. I would say, I mean, I wouldn't say it kind of a, it was kind of a good move. Depending on the direction, because the reason why I say that because the direction the Raiders are going, like you mentioned that, you know, all the legends that go to Raiders, you know, they die there, and then next thing you know, they leave and they, you know, resurrected. I think this is going to be something different due to. And by the way, I'm not a, I'm not a Raiders fan at all. I'm a Niner fan to the core. But as as looking at a, a different perspective, 
as as I as I see it, um, like I said, they have a lot of opportunity. I think that I think the Oakland Sixers, like man, I mind you, they still have three first round draft picks in this in this upcoming draft. So they have a, a, a lot of opportunity to change it around, and also they have they have Michael Mayock, which is one of like the draft gurus as a That's general true. manager. So I think that culture is changing, especially due because they're going to Vegas as well. So you know they're doing a whole lot of change, and I think it's going to be different. Um, in terms of Odell going to Cleveland, I, like I said, I'm still baffled by it because like I don't I don't understand just how you guys mentioned like how can you let go a superstar. And honestly, he wasn't really a, a toxic player on the Giants. So actually, he was actually the only breadwinner besides uh, um, Saquon Barkley. And, yeah. Um, and I think I think Cleveland, I think Cleveland is you know going to be a, a little bit of a factor. But the whole the whole million dollar question is, can they all pull it together? They got all these weapons, you know. But at the same time, they also got all these all these different personalities. Right. Like I said, Odell, even though yes, he's good, but at the same time, he's still a diva. This is true. And let me just add, too, like, for a lot of people who didn't know, like, people didn't know, well, before A.B. signed his contract, Odell Beckham had just signed to be the highest-paid wide receiver in the NFL. Exactly. So, for you to sign him and then get rid of him the following year, I'm not saying he toxic, but we not, it's something that we not seeing that happen behind closed doors in the organization. Because that's the only way that I can see Somebody letting letting that kind of talent go, and okay. So, granted, he's a superstar, but it's also we also live in a time in sports, especially in football in the NFL. Anyway, what can you do for me right now? Because Odell put on the show, but they still wasn't winning. They were still having like two and fourteen seasons and six and you know like six and tens and. So it was like, granted, you was putting on a show and selling tickets, but you wasn't getting us to the playoffs. So that could be the reason as well. Right. You know. Uh, well, I'll say this, Barbie. Wide receivers don't lead teams to the playoffs. Oh, no, absolutely if, not. If they have a problem with how they was winning, then they need to look at the QB. And I'll say it if one nobody else said. Eli got to go. Yeah, hopefully they, they – I mean, that's who I was honestly thought in free agency. I thought they was going to release – Eli, go ahead and release him or trade him and get some kind of value for him and then draft a kid from Ohio State, Dwayne Haskins. That's what I thought was going to happen. Because I feel like if you would have got Dwayne Haskins, the running back with the Giants and Odell, and then possibly drafted another tight end or receiver later on, you might have been legit in New York. But that's just what I thought. Yes. Yes, but they blew the team up. Yeah, they blew the team up. It sounds to me what... (laughs) I, like when the Giants blew their team up, I felt like Chip Kelly was in in charge or something. Because remember what he did to the Eagles. <laughs> so, but I mean, but we are like you, like Nate said. At the end of the day, we'll see what happens when football season starts. Because can they all gel together? Because it's a lot of superstars on one offensive team now. Like that is that's a lot to handle. Like I don't think we've ever had a team. Oh, I don't remember a team that had that many superstars on one team, or that 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 were winning anyway. Because I mean, you know, we tried. They tried it with the uh, Chad Johnson and To, and we see how horrible that turned out. So mm-hmm. that turned out pretty bad. <clears throat> but you know, again, 
we'll see what happens moving forward. I, you know, like I told Eric in pre-production, and like he always, like he's been known the past two years. The Cleveland Browns have been my dark horse for the past two years. And I was like so close to going, yes, but they missed it by two games getting to the playoff. So hopefully they go ahead and pull it out and make me be like, cool. But moving forward, we're going to get into this NCAA tournament that's coming up. Selection Sunday is coming up this Sunday. I don't know how many of y'all really watch college basketball like that, but I don't really watch anything but primetime games at the beginning of the season. And then somewhere between mid-February and all of March moving forward is when I really get into it. And for the people out there who don't know, like, my favorite team is Gonzaga. Yes, they just lost their conference championship to St. Mary's. But that's okay because we're still going in as the number one seed. And we beat Duke early in the year. I just wanted to throw shots right quick mm-hmm. for a few people who don't know. I just want to throw some shots. But... The, the, the big shebang-a-bang for me with the NCAA tournament is why I love it so much is because basketball is a sport that it's either you got it or you don't. Because as we seen last year, Virginia lost to a 16 seed when they was a number one seed. That shit can happen to anybody. It's unfortunate that it happened to Virginia, but that's the good thing about the NCAA tournament is that all these big teams, the Dukes, the North Carolinas, the Gonzagas, the Georgetowns, the, you know, they could lose to the George Masons and the North Dakota States and the Idaho. Like, it's very possible. But it depends on what some of these conference tournaments turn out to be because what I feel like, I feel like if Duke... If Duke wins their conference, I mean, if, yeah, if Duke wins their conference tournament, they're going to make the Final Four. If North Carolina beats Duke, I believe North Carolina's going to make the Final Four. Like, certain teams are just set up to, if they win their conference tournament, they have the easiest way to the tournament because a lot of people can't beat them and a lot of people are intimidated by them. And I keep, you know, and I use Duke because they only have, like, what, the, the top six players in the country on one team. Like, granted, a lot of them, they be hurt, so they haven't really played together a lot. And some of them miss game. But, like, when they're all on the court together, it's like, who can stop them? Especially JT Baird and Zion and Zion Williamson. It's like, it's like having Scottie Pippen and Sean Kemp on the same team when they were in their prime. Like, it kind of sucks for other teams. But, so, I mean, for me, like, this year, I can also say, I don't know who's going to win the, the championship this year because it's so many good teams. And then I still look at the bubble team that's capable of beating the big team. That's where I am now with the NCAA tournament here. Yo, I know, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to jinx my boys, and it's all good. John fucking Williamson is back. And if you, in case you missed it tonight, he went 29 for 14, uh, 14 boards. 13 from 13 from the field. Um, it's a wrap this year. I'm calling it. Uh, we got this. Um, and for all the listeners that don't know, I'm a North Carolina boy. Um, and in North Carolina, you either a Tar Heel or you're a Duke Blue Devil. You know, and it's Blue, Duke Blue Devil all day over here. Um, I will say this about the tournament is, um, yes, while a team is set up for success on paper, they still got to show up. And you 
you touched on it a little bit with Virginia last year, and I think that's the beauty of the tournament. Uh, basketball, unlike football, uh, has a three-point line, and that's the equalizer <laughs> in a tournament like this. If somebody get hot, it could be night-night for you and your team. And I love the one-and-done concept, um, and I just can't wait. Selection Sunday is around the corner. I don't care what seed we get, you know. I, I got Duke to win it all, just like I do every year. Nate, I'm going to have to agree with you. I'm definitely I think Duke might take it, but like I like 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 Dwayne has mentioned, I think that I think it's always usually, usually the sleeper teams that just come out of nowhere. I think it's going to be one of those Cinderella stories. Yeah, because I mean, for me, it's, it's hard. Like I say, in the past. I say in the past five years. Let's just use the last five years. Last five years, it's it's like when the tournament starts, we say Duke, we say North Carolina, we said Gonzaga, we said Arizona, we said Oregon and this team and Virginia. And these bitches lost in the first and second round. All of them. And then we ended up with some some random ass national championship. You know, like in the past five years, you'd be like, like for one, like Butler made it. Like, nobody expected Butler to make the Final Four and actually play into the wire. You know, like, nobody expected Virginia to lose to a goddamn news station, UMBC, NBC. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, moving forward, it's always, like, I mean, granted, like, he's a Duke fan, so he's always going to root for Duke, no matter what seed they get. But at the end of the day, he knows, just like everybody knows, if Duke fucks around and get like a nine seed or something, that's a hard ass road to travel. Which Duke could never get a nine seed. They're, the lowest they'll ever go is like four, maybe. But shit, that's still not an easy road because you gotta play everybody from fucking six through like ten, which are always the teams that's out here upsetting people. I'll, I'll say this: it's like Pusha T said, "When you know, you know." When we have a down year, you know, I already know how the tournament is going. It's going to be a rough tournament. The thing that scares me the most is a year like this when we have a stacked team and the same thing that happened to Virginia last year. I don't think Virginia lost because UMBC was better than them. I think they just looked at it like, yo, complacency got them. You know, like, who is these dudes? We don't know where their school is. We don't care. We Virginia. You know, we have arrived. Um, nah, I don't think you should have that mindset. I think you should have the same mindset you used to have when you was in high school and you was an open gym. And you knew if you lost, you was getting off the court and you wasn't getting back on. Yeah. You know, and I think it's going to be less upsets this year because I think these big schools have been put on notice now. You come in bullshitting, busting, you know. you guys is how would you guys feel with the NCAA tournament being one and done because I've had this question actually come up in my emails and in my DMs before in previous conversations how do you guys feel about if the NCAA tournament if they scratched if they scratched the, the conference tournament and started the tournament early and it was the best out of three or the best out of five all the way to the finals how, how, how do you guys feel about that one? Eric? Well, so with the new development of, you know, the phenomenon that is Zion Williamson, the last thing I want to do 
or C is him get hurt over college. Now, I like your idea, but I think I'll be more comfortable with it if they were getting paid. Um, but with them not getting paid and me just thinking that, hey, how much money would these schools generate if we did make the tournament a three-game series or a five-game series? Right. That's that's the only thing that rubs me the wrong way. As a basketball fan, of course, I want to see that. But there's a part of me that says, do I need to see Virginia play UMBC or whatever two times? You know what I'm saying? Like, I like the 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 what what's the word? Um, I like the the style of the tournament. That is, if you don't bring your A game, you're gonna go home. Right. You know. So I would say right now, keep it as it is. But if y'all gonna compensate these players, I say if you pay them, they need to play as much. You know what I'm saying? Entertain us as much as you can. Right. <laughs> Okay, Nate, how you feel about the, the, the series versus the one game? I think it's a bad idea. I think one done is, is better, especially like I said, it's what's called March Madness for a reason. Like I said, I, I think I think I, I like the one the one and done, especially when it comes to basketball. I don't think you need to see two uh, see, see the same team play three three or five times, especially in college. I mean that's just a lot of risk for injury. And like and just like Okay. And just like how it just like how they um just like like I said, same thing with Zion. I don't want to see Zion hurt hurt again, especially getting ready, getting ready to go to the to the NBA. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think like I said, so, go ahead. So so my big thing is I mean, I do understand the injury factor. I really do. I understand the injury factor one hundred percent. But I also look at it from uh, you know, people as a as a fan, like, you know, Eric was saying too, like, yeah. And you know he he stated, "Do I want to see UMBC play Virginia more than one time?" Yeah, because what if Virginia beat you? I mean, what if UMBC beat Virginia that one time last year, but then Virginia came back and beat their ass two times in a row just to go to the next round? You know what I'm saying? It's always that what if factor, and it's like one game. I mean, like for instance, so if because I always as a kid growing up, I was always that kid that was like. Why is the NBA seven game or five game series, but college is only one and done? Why don't they do the same shit with the NBA? That's because they also know that one night, LeBron James, this nigga could miss 15 shots and be the reason he lost. But then if he got five more games, the next game, the nigga could score 51 points and beat you the next four games scoring 51 each. You get what I'm saying? And I do get it. It's a money thing as well. But it's also like, I feel like that's why a lot of people don't convert over from college to professional sports. And that includes football as well. Football and basketball. More basketball than anything. Because it's like, everything is set up so differently. Like, college is only one and done. and You can do this, but you can't do that. But then when you get to the NBA, you're like, yo, I got to see this nigga at least four times in the playoffs. At least. That's if you're getting swept. You get what I'm saying? So it's like the the talent is it's almost like it's unfair. I say that it's well, almost like I'll unfair. say this. I'll say this. Um, I'm not a big fan of rewarding mediocrity. And what I mean by that is if you're University of Virginia, you're the no- overall number one seed, and you come and you lose to a small college, I really think that only happens because you weren't either prepared or you didn't take your opponent seriously. It did, it and exactly. 
And I'm the type of fan that I'm going to laugh and talk shit about you now. You know what I'm saying? And I really don't want to see you. I think the other team did earn the right. Now, we're going to find out in the later rounds if they real or they not. And I think back to the year George Mason made the Final Four. That was a great story to see them. All right, they won in the first round. All right, they won in the second round. Is this for real? And then they won in the third round, made it to the Sweet 16. It's like, yo, I like that story better than I like, oh, Virginia, they slipped up game one, but they came back and won two and three. And then, you know what I'm saying, they played another tough series with somebody else. Nah, like, bring your A game and don't lose to a number 16 seed team, you know? (laughs) First time in history. All right, so... That's that's it about the the NCAA tournament. Now, um, what we're gonna do on this episode, we're setting up a bracketology, a bracketology thing, where whoever wins our bracket tournament, our bracket challenge, can get a swag bag with their favorite team gear in it. And uh, Eric has all the information. I let him share that with you guys now. So, for the NCAA tournament every year, I go on ESPN Tournament Challenge, and uh, I utilize that for all my bracket making with work, you know, office pools, my homeboys, and it's a very easy app to find and download. It's called ESPN TC, which is short for ESPN Tournament Challenge. It can be found in the Apple App Store, or if you're on that green bubble struggle and you got an Android, you can find it in Google Play. But download the app, search for a group called Let's Talk About It, all caps, for all my slow people, L-E-T-S-T-A-L-K-A-B-O-U-T-I-T. And you can add or join our group, and we're going to track our tournament picks there. So everybody is aware, Selection Sunday is this Sunday. Um, All the teams will be announced, and the seating will happen, and we hope to see you there. And I'm going to toss it back to Barbie for uh, the prizes for our winners. All right, so as he stated, that's where you go and you log in and register to to join the, the tournament or the challenge. And whoever, as we're tracking it, whoever has the best bracket at the end of it in the final four, let's say it's three people who, or two people who, it's a tie. Like right now, you know, you can have your two teams make the tournament. And now the way we do the breakdown, of course, you know, they're going to do it by the point system. So we already know how that goes. But the prize will be you'll get a swag bag with your favorite team gear in it. So after you go and register, after you go register and you fill out your bracket, send me a DM with your favorite NCAA team and my DMs on Instagram at ASAP Barbie. And I keep track of it. So whoever wins will know what to put in your swag bag. Send me, uh, and what's going to come in your swag bag is going to be a pair of socks, a t-shirt, and the third part is going to be a surprise. So I hope you guys like the surprise. Now, that's it for the NCAA tournament segment part. Now we're going to move on to the third topic, which is, like I said before, I'm sure you guys watch the news and you guys have seen the admission scandal going on in college. And 
to get kids in college. And, you know, a lot of people are making it a big deal. And it is a big deal because you have kids who bust their ass to get in school and they can't because they get put on the back burner for people who paying to get their dumbass kids in school. But my thing is, once you get your dumbass kid in school, you're gonna have to keep paying for school because just because you paid for him to get in, his dumbass can't stay in unless you paying somebody else to keep him in to keep the grades up. That's just one thing that I look at. And for me, I also feel like it's only, it's only a shock to people of color. Because I also feel like, I mean, because I feel like white people, they know what's been going on since forever with this shit. It's just now it finally came back to bite them in the ass. So like, white people ain't shocked like, oh my God, I'm Becky and them out here. Do-. They already knew what was going on because they probably been doing it too. It's only a shock to people of color because we the ones who have to go out and bust our ass and take this test and pay for this shit that we really ain't got the money for to do this and do that and still not get accepted because you have the Aunt Becky who's throwing $500,000 at this person and 15000 at this person and $3 million. Like, that's that privileged life shit. We're not that privileged. That's why it's such a shock to us. Like, damn, like, it's, it's the, the light has been shed now where it's like, oh, shit, they do ratchet, stupid shit like we do, too. Not like we didn't already know, but now we just have the proof. And for me, it's like, like I said, it's not that it's a big deal to them. It's a big deal to us. It's big news to us. To them, they're like, uh, whatever. Because, yeah, they probably got 50 people caught up now, maybe more. But guess what? They ain't finna go and snitch on the rest of the clan who doing it. They gonna take their L and let everybody else keep doing this shit until they figure out if this other team and this other player and this other teacher and this other student then got online with this shit. Nate, how you feel about this? Uh, to be honest, it wasn't shocking to me. You know I mean, I think, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen a similar situation when I was in college. So, I mean, I, I, to me, like I said, this, this wasn't really a shocker. I mean, when I read it and found out they was doing the scams and stuff like that, it's the same thing with posters, man. It's just, it's just, it's just similar stuff. Like I said, I'm like I, said, I, I wasn't surprised. And like I said, it didn't shock me. Man, Eric, how you feel? So I'm 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 gonna just say this. After like just years of listening to arguments about how like race doesn't matter, gender don't matter, how much money you got doesn't matter. Um, I'm glad when I see the inner workings of the, the air quote system get exposed. Um and it lets we the people know that it's not what you know. Is who you know and how much you're willing to pay for, you know. And right. I just get angry when people try to tell me things like, "Pull yourself up by your bootstraps." Hey, all I don't see color or I don't see gender or I don't see all this other stuff. No, I feel like those people are trying to run a trick on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. give me that trick knowledge, and it's like, no, dude. Like these things, I feel I'm not imagining. Like, there's something to. Um, that feeling that you think the 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 cards are the deck is stacked against you, you know. Right. And I glad I'm just glad when these things get exposed because it makes us it validates those feelings and it I, I can yell from the mountaintops I'm not crazy, you know. I knew you dudes was doing shady stuff. So like I said, I'm glad they got exposed. But to me, 
I already know what it means. It just means everybody's going to circle the wagons that's doing this because I'm pretty sure they didn't catch all. They're going to tighten up their shot group and they just going to find a better way to scheme the system. Like, right. But like I said, like Nate said, I'm not surprised that this is happening. We know this stuff happens and we just got to call it out when we see it. Yeah, most definitely. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's one of those things like the 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 I feel like this. Now that we know what's going on behind those closed doors with those people, now for all the people in government and politics and all that, the ones that's been trying to push for us to have free education across the board, I think now it's time. Because you've been busted and everybody knows, like Eric said, they're just going to tighten up and find a better way to do it. So the way to, to eliminate that is to say education is free because we basically like the only country that's doing expensive ass education. So, I mean, because I, I mean, like reality of it is you can still make money having free education because what happens now is if you tell all these kids they can go to school for free. Right. And so now that means you just raise the price on like sporting events and other events that go on on campus. Just raise the price hella high for those. Like, you know, like for instance, they pay hella money to go to like Alabama and LSU and USC. Football tickets are still like $150 and more. So now if school is free, just say, hey, a ticket to come to the game is $300. People still pay it. Like, so you can still make money. You can still generate money from every angle. But for me, I also feel like education should be free. Like, fuck it. You've been caught. We caught you up in your own game. And now it's time. That's how I feel about this shit. It's completely time. I don't know how you guys feel, but for me, I think it's time that school is free. Because it's like, why am I paying for college when I went to preschool, not preschool, but elementary, middle school, and high school for free. You know, minus the people who went to private school, but that was a choice. The the everyday kid go to public school, which is free. Yeah. Well, so I, it's just one of those things. I'm not going to knock a free education, like, because that would be crazy. You know, if the government decides and they can find out a way in the budget to send every school kid to college for free, I'm with it. You know, because I don't believe in paying in for for education this is knowledge this is not something that you could sell um one thing i do think they should keep is the affirmative action um and for years they've been trying to say hey we don't need it anymore you know we pick people based on merits that's again why it's happened because right. they expose them as frauds y'all don't pay people i mean uh, choose people to attend your college based on merit and SAT scores. Y'all get paid off. You know what I'm saying? So, right, exactly. Um, like, the, I never looked at Harvard or Yale. Like, I know they're prestigious schools, but, you know, I never looked at those people like they were better than um, someone else. Because right. President George Bush, you know, he went to Harvard or Yale or one of them Ivy League schools, and he graduated with a C. Is he better than somebody that had a 4.0 that went to Hampton University or HBCU. Not in my eyes, you know. Yeah, not in my name. I don't care how hard you say your school is, especially now when I know all you got to do is pay somebody to get in. Like, that's crazy. That is very, very crazy. 
Now, for the people that's out there, you know, if you guys have any comments, questions, or you guys want to, you know, say some shit about this topic, yo, send me an email or send me a DM again at ASAPBarbie, email at ASAPBarbie at gmail.com. And like, we would definitely discuss your comments eventually. You know, it'll make the show eventually. Now, moving on to the final and last topic, which is everybody's favorite, the damn who's better. This week's who's better, we didn't do, well, I mean, we didn't do people and all this stuff. This one was a little off the wall. This one was a little off the wall. And I just go in and say, like, so for the first two, I put against each other. I did cars. Is it, do you like Ford? Or do you like Chevy? Who's better? For me, I chose Chevy. Because the only thing keeping Ford alive is the fucking Mustang. If you take the Mustang away from Ford, you basically got a Buick. And I'm not saying Buick is raggedy, but don't nothing but old people drive Buicks. So, with that being said, Chevy has everything. Like, when you think about the nicest looking vehicles that's out right now, Chevy is it. Nate, what you think? Oh, I'm Chevy all the way. Um, I mean, I, I honestly, <laughs> coming from, because I used to I used to sell Fords. I used to work for Ford and actually sell them. And honestly, I would say they had their heyday probably between, like, like 20, 2014. That was the only that was the only time they were like pretty that was they were pretty decent. But honestly, all you hear is Chevy. I mean it's been Chevy all the way from, from old school to new school. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, I don't know if I'm qualified or uh for this conversation because I do own a <laughs> four. I'm on my second four right now. And uh, okay. I just remember back in the day, like like late 80s, early 90s, just seeing my uncles and their Mustangs, you know what I'm saying? Like I fell in love with that. I love the way the engine sounds, all that. Like, Ford, I'm going to have to go with Ford. Um, like I said, that Mustang is iconic. Um, but like I said, I'm not going to shit on Savvy. I don't know about the trucks and all, what the trucks do. But uh, I know for cars, Ford's been good to me. So I'm, I'm picking Ford. All right. Well, you know, everybody knows I do a fan poll on my Instagram and my story. And the fan poll voted... 86% voted Chevy, 14% voted Ford. And I'm not, you know, I'm not the expert mm-hmm. either, but I'm almost positive that I'm almost positive that Chevy wins because they have a lot of great vehicles versus when people think about Ford, the first thing and the only thing that comes to mind is a Mustang, especially when it comes to sports cars or muscle cars. Because, like, Ford has the Focus, which is a good car. Mm-hmm. Malibu, which is a good car. Like, you know, like, they have nice cars. But when you talk about, like, cars to be sporty in, Chevy definitely wins that. So, I think, for me, I think that's one of the biggest reasons I chose Chevy as well. So, the next one, this is for all my weekend people. Do you like brown liquor versus white liquor? And for me, I will honestly say I didn't even choose one because I'm really in the middle. I'm in the middle because, like, when I'm with my boys or I'm doing some ratchet shit, I'm on some brown because I know how that shit makes me feel when I'm doing ratchet shit and this, that, and the third. But when I'm chilling or if I'm vibing with a, you know, with a young lady or I'm just vibing around the crib, 
I got a bottle of Ciroc or something. You know, something clear. Because I'd be on some chill shit. So for me, I was in the middle. But since we can't do that here on this show, I went ahead and picked white liquor. Because, like, I'm at the age now where I'm on some chill shit, so I'd rather do clear. I'd rather do clear than brown. Because brown, it make you want to fuck a fight. And clear, <laughs> you just be... You just be twisted, you know. <laughs> Whatever happens, it happens. But I'd rather be on on the clear shit. Hey, what you got? Yo, so I'm the exact opposite. When I was young, with a snapper in my my liver was functioning correctly. Like I used to go ham with white liquor. I mean, we was making jungle juice. You know, uh, I mean anything from Everclear to vodka. We was putting it in fruit, doing all kind of crazy stuff. But like I said, that those hangovers was just crazy to me. Um, I could not function the next day. I'm trying talking about putting me on my ass. White liquor always put me on my ass. Now, like it's not like I don't drink it. You know, if you see me with a bottle of white, it's gonna be some Ciroc. You know, I got shout out to P Diddy. Um, but now in my older age, I, I I sit up, I give me some Crown, and I can sip on that all night and just chill. So, like I said, I'm the exact opposite. When I was in on my hood shit and my ratchet shit, it was white liquor for me. Um, but as an older man, you know, I, I gotta stay with the brown right now. All right, Nate, what you got? I, I, I'm, I'm about to agree with Eric. I think, man, I, I, like I said, I'm, a, I'm more of a brown guy. I mean, every time I turn around, you see what, see what Hennessy in my head. I mean, right. back, in, back when I was in college, I mean, yeah, of course I drove some clear. I don't know, it gave me a lot of energy for some reason. I mean, I wouldn't say more of like fighting, but it just gave me a whole lot of energy. And when I drink dark, <laughs> I'm just mellow. I'm just mellow, chill, laid back, like, hey, like I'm just enjoying it. You know, like I said, when you drink, when you drink clear, you had the energy, so you want to drink more and more to get toe up. So, right. I think yeah. So me, I, I I gotta say, I gotta say, I gotta say, brown liquor. All right. So went to the fan poll, and the fans voted fifty six percent white, forty four percent brown, and. I'm going to give y'all a secret, too, because I heard both of y'all say hangovers and feeling sick. The best way to get over a hangover or not even have a hangover is you take a BC powder before you start drinking. I promise you, it'll save your life. Man, you'll wake up like a new man. Remedies. Mine used to be two cheeseburgers and uh, <laughs> so a peanut butter sandwich or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm telling you, if you take a BC before you start drinking, you will not wake up with a hangover. You won't wake up with a headache. You'll be good to go. You will be good to go. I promise you. Now, moving on to the next one. This one has been like, I mean, I'm almost positive. It's been an age-old one because I remember arguing about this in middle school and in high school and apparently now with people. And it's which restaurant is better? Wendy's or McDonald's? (laughs) Now, for me, I chose Wendy's. But that's because I chose Wendy's because their fries are pretty good, but their burgers... And chicken nuggets are the bomb.com. And McDonald's is like their fries are the bomb.com. And their burgers ain't all that sh- ain't all that at all. And what I took away from McDonald's, sons of bitches, I've never, I say in the past 10 years, I haven't been to a fucking McDonald's where the ice cream machine works. 
<laughs> and I hate that because some night, you know, when you got the 24-hour McDonald's, you know, you wake up or you coming back from somewhere, you're like, damn, I, I could use a cone right now. Like, put some ice cream in my system. And they be like, oh, the ice cream machine down. You be like, well, bitch, take it off the menu. Like, <laughs> so for me, I chose Wendy's on that, on that fact. Eric, who you got? Yo, so when I first looked at it, I was like, yo, this is a crazy question. Everybody knows McDonald's. And then I started breaking it down, just like you did. Burgers, got to give it to Wendy's. Chicken sandwiches, Wendy's. Nuggets, Wendy's. Ice cream machine, hey, Wendy's by a landslide. The 444, they got the best deal. I will give McDonald's the fries. Um, From where I'm from in North Carolina, I say the sweet tea is a tie. Um, But that's only because you got the same type of people making it at both places. But I couldn't understand, like, yo, like, why do I always go to McDonald's? And from a kid until now, uh, I can only think of a couple things. The fries, to me, are better at McDonald's. But the one thing that they had, or two things that they had that Wendy's didn't have, was uh, breakfast. That was a big plus for me. Yes. Um, And McDonald's always had the fire-ass play place for the kids you know oh so yeah. i think a lot of us get tricked into thinking mcdonald's is better because of those two things but when you look at it and you lay it all out wendy's got them so i'm gonna have to go with wendy nate what you, you got oh i'm gonna disagree with both of you guys i'm a mcdonald's guy and the reason why i say for me because especially when it comes to burgers i mean i don't know i i, I think mcdonald's has more variety um, I know, of course, Wendy's, you have, you know, you got the double, the triple. Uh, to me, that's a little too much. Um, of course, the fries are great. Only thing I do like about Wendy's is the Frosties. Uh, I mean, I can like ice cream is, is off the chain. And also, they got, like, strawberry strawberry lemonade. I like that as well. But, like I so said, when it comes to, like, like meals and stuff, I, I, I got to go with McDonald's. I mean, I wouldn't say just because it's convenient, and, and, and that is, that's the point. I think, like, like I said, in terms of turn to taste for me, I mean, I, I gotta have to say McDonald's. All right, so we went, uh, you know, like again, the fan poll. <laughs> the fan poll voted seventy percent for Wendy's, thirty percent for McDonald's, and this is the kicker I'm gonna give you behind it that made it so funny to me that Wendy's won and McDonald's only had 30%. For every person, not every person, but I know for a fact, 17 people, because I counted them, 17 people that picked Wendy's also sent me a DM and said, fuck McDonald's because their ice cream machine never worked. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm about to be 34 and I still don't know what McDonald's ice cream tastes like. <laughs> oh God! I'm telling you, I've gotten lucky. I mean, I mean, like I said, like it's what it comes. But that's it comes bad, though, right? That's bad. <laughs> that's bad that we have to say he's 34. He doesn't know what it tastes like. <laughs> I remember the last time I had it. I was in middle school, and I had to go way, way across town to get it because I got a text message from a friend. I was like, "Yo, it's open over here. Come through." I was like, "Bad," and then Nate. He just said, I've gotten lucky. Exactly. If it's on the menu, you shouldn't get lucky. Bitch, it should be working. <laughs> hey, I, I'll give you this. I, I'm going to shoot McDonald's a little bell. When that machine is working or whatever machine they make the McFlurries with, them Jones is fire. McFlurries, like, I don't know what happened to them, 
Um, but like I said, when they was working, yeah, flurries with the Oreos, that was my go-to. Oh yeah, you know. So I, I still go to McDonald's to this day. But like I said, I'm gonna I'm have to. You like, know what's funny though? More. I've never had a McFlurry because I never thought the ice cream machine was working. Yeah, you, you just stop asking, right? <laughs> yeah, I just stopped asking about it. Yeah, exactly. But, okay, so one thing I will give McDonald's credit for, though. I like they parfaits, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. do. And Wendy's don't have parfaits. But if Wendy's get parfaits, I'm like, I'm 100% sure I'm going to say fuck McDonald's. <laughs> I'm like, I'm almost positive on that one. So, moving on to the last one. This one was for the older people. So you have to be like, I want to say like 27 and older to really understand this next, these next two. <laughs> and it was the TV show Living Single versus Girlfriends. Now, they were some old shows. So some of the people who voted, they probably just picked some shit because they really didn't know. <laughs> But I know most of my followers, they like around my age, so they grew up with this shit just like I did. And for me, it was real hard for me to pick between the two because I love the sexy, sophisticated, professional side of girlfriends, but I also love the everyday life of a black woman in living single. But for me, I chose living single. The reason I chose Living Single is because none of them, none of them in the show were like lawyers. They wasn't doctors and none of this shit. Like one nigga worked at UPS, another nigga was a handyman. Khadija, you know, Queen Latifah, her character was a, a struggling writer and you know. Look, Maxine was a lawyer though. Well, yeah, she was practicing practice. law. She wasn't quite a lawyer yet, remember? Oh, okay. She was in law school, so it was like she was practicing law, but she wasn't a lawyer. So it was like living single for me showed what the everyday black woman looked like working and still having fun and kicking it and stuff versus, you know, girlfriends where it was like they're all professionals. They all been in their careers for a long time. And because that's not real life to me. That was not I mean, you know, when I looked at the two, that wasn't real life. Versus living single, so that's why I pick living single. Ed, who you pick? Yeah, I'm gonna go with living single too. I mean, the the storylines I'm gonna just say were better. Um, I think living single was more diverse because they had a more diverse cast. They was able to go uh, different places. Um, you had the the love interest and what's my man named Overton and uh, Sinclair. You know, you yeah. had Kyle and Maxine. You know, always hey, is they together? Is they gonna hook up? All that other stuff, right? Um, you had the what's that girl name? The pretty one, um, Khadija. No, Khadija. Yeah. All of them were pretty. Hold up, hold up. Let me shoot myself some bail. All of them were pretty, but I'm talking about yeah, the they one were. That was obsessed with Gina or something like that. Yeah, that's yeah. her name. There yeah, you go. It was it was just a good show to see oh, some Gina. twenty year olds. And and like I said, I wasn't a twenty. I was a teenager at the time, so I wasn't in my twenties. Um, exactly. For girlfriends, like I said, I'm not gonna say it was a, a bad show or anything. I didn't watch it. That was much. a great show. Um, I think one of the reasons why um, girlfriends, in my opinion, um, didn't get watched is because I was just doing other stuff at that age. You know, we had the, the internet got popping and, you know, it was just so much good stuff to watch on TV that I kind of missed it. Um, right. But I'm going to have to go with Living Single. Uh, Nate, who you got? Uh, li- uh, living Single. 
Um, just, just y'all touched on every everything about living living single. More, more of the diversity. I mean, in terms of girlfriends, I, mean, I watched a little bit. The only reason why I watched the girlfriends because my sisters. That's what back then we only had one like one TV. I had no choice. I mean, for me, don't get it twisted. I watch girlfriends. Well, for one, because it was four sexy black women. For one, for two, you know, back then growing up, we, you know, some of us had cable, some of us didn't. So the CW, I mean, you know, UPN was basically it for us, for some of us, and that shit came on UPN. So it was one of, them, it was one of those things where it was just it's there to watch, and it was a black show. So and my mom used to love that show, so it was kind of. You know, like Eric said, I mean, like Nate said, and Eric said too, like, you only had one TV. So if my mama was watching it, who finna come turn that TV? Nobody. You know what I'm saying? So it was one of those things. So I'm not shitting on the show. I just thought that living single was more my speed as far as seeing what somebody that looks like me does on an everyday basis and the storylines they had, you know, because it was like, damn, they in school. Oh, he got a regular job and she got a regular job and you know she in law school struggling like that's real life to me versus everybody ain't a professional lawyer you know everybody ain't a, a, a beautician and you know what i'm saying everybody ain't a professional backpacker that can stay with everybody and just munch on everybody she you get what i'm saying so it was one of the things like everybody wasn't a professional growing up like everybody had struggles where i was from growing up but you know we made it nonetheless but it was one of those things that's like i felt like it was just more real life to me but huh dope too if you think about the concept you you're living with your homeboy you know what i'm saying and just across the hallway you got four like i said beautiful chicks that are cool and you could just kick it and vibe with you know it's none of that knocking on the door you just opening the door my house is your house. That it, they just had a cool arrangement, so that's why I had yeah, to rock with uh, Living Single. Yeah, and then we went to the fan poll, and the fans voted sixty-seven percent for Living Single, and thirty-three percent for Girlfriends. And I mean, it's, it could have been a toss-up either way. Go like if Girlfriends would have won, I wouldn't been mad. You know, living single one, I'm still not mad. But of course, you know, I picked living single, so it's all good either way it go. So those are the four topics we have for you guys today. And you know, at the end of every episode, you know, we try to leave you guys with a good word or phrase or just some just something to think about. And mine Today is going to be explore and experience, the double E. And when I say explore, I mean explore life, explore a new job, explore a new area, take this trip and go see this place and like just explore everything. Don't just be so closed minded because most day, most times we meet people like they're so afraid of change that exploring other options and exploring outside of what they know is scary to them. But if you don't explore, then you will never experience anything. And that's where my the other phrase, the other word experience comes from, because when you explore, 
you experience other things. Like, you know, people say certain stuff like, oh, I don't want to go to this place because, you know, all I see on TV is bad shit. And I use an example like Haiti. You know, all they see on Haiti is like poor people, sick people, blah, blah, blah. But Haiti isn't all just ugly like that. I mean, they have a good side. Everywhere has a good and bad side, but if you don't explore that, you'll never experience that. And that's just the example for like as far as traveling go, or an example for like work wise, like go like if you're a cashier, go explore an option, or go fill out that application online again to be a manager. Because if you never fill out that application, you'll never experience being a manager. Therefore, you'll be a damn cashier at forty years old. Like nobody really wants to do that or that I know really wants to do that. So for me, it's the double E, explore and experience. Just get out there. It's a whole, we live in a big old world that's out there for you to see stuff, work and do stuff, accomplish certain stuff. Just go out there and explore and experience it all. Cause you only get one life. You only here for a little bit of time. Why not take that time to explore and experience everything that you can? Eric, you got anything for the people? And I'll just say to the people, just be relaxed in the pursuit of whatever it is that you dream or you aspire to do. Um, there are going to be obstacles in the way. There are going to be people trying to prevent you. There's going to be some people that just go straight from behind you, straight to the front of the line. But if it's something that you really aspire to do and you really want it, like I said, nothing can stop you. Nobody can stop you. Um, and that's just what I want to leave the people. All right. Uh, we want to thank our special guest, Nate, for joining us today, too. We appreciate you coming on, Nate. Uh, no problem. Yeah. Um, and again, people, if you have any suggestions, any topics that you want us to talk about, any of that good stuff, or just want us to talk, or just you just need to vent, or you want us to, or you need to write, like, a letter or something for us to give our feedback to. We'll never use your name. That's for sure. But we'll definitely read your letter and give you our honest feedback. Just hit me up on Instagram at ASAPBarbie. Or you can email me at ASAPBarbie at gmail.com. And that's our show for today, good people. And we'll catch you on the next episode. We out. Sick trades, you niggas want me to talk about it. Yo.